0: Is yeah, that it's a baby fucking whale? <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, Jay, call the aquarium or something. <laughs> oh, it's in trouble. Hey guys, this is another episode of AA for Entrepreneurs. Actually, episode four of season three. Oh, is that what I said? You said four. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, we got
1: the well, How's it going? we had a ridiculous week. But so before we get into our ridiculous week and something
0: crazy that happened. Something, yeah. Uh the other day, something weird happened. Yes. But before um, before we before we hop into the
1: very weird thing that happened the other day, I'm Adam. I think that's right. <laughs> this is Andrew. My name's Andrew. <laughs> we are AA for entrepreneurs. Uh we are sponsored by King Casher. Find him on Twitch and any social media. He's a Twitch player. Make sure to Go watch him. He's really entertaining. We're also sponsored by Urban Anchors. Check these out. Rocking the hats. new hats, you know. And uh sponsored by Anchor as well. If you're looking to start up your own podcast, make sure you download Anchor. Free app and really Anch- easy. Anchor is like, seriously, Anchor is amazing. Anchor is, we don't thank Anchor enough. Honestly, Anchor is ridiculously easy to use. It's ridiculously Amazing. It's a, how is this a free app? We like, we've almost made, I know it's only $10, but we've almost made $10 off this app and spent nothing on it. They, they
0: distributed us for us. They got us sponsorships. It's <laughs> oh, can, that you can upload your video, your podcast to not video, your podcast to one site and then it spreads it out to the world. And keeps track of all the plays, single podcast where they're coming from. Like, thank you anchor. Seriously. Thank you. You
1: you have been an amazing app for our podcast and you're a huge reason that we are where we're at. Full oh, real. And thank you, Gary V for telling us about Anchor. So
0: Yeah, so the other day, um, it was a normal morning. Right. Normal morning. There was coffee. We were going to resverse resveratrol. Yeah, and we, we got into the car yep. and the phone rang. Hello? Is this yeah, Adam? It was a uh, it was a Massachusetts hemp. Advocate? It was uh, Marty Dagoberto. I, I, sorry if I mispronounced your last name. He's from NOFA, New New England Organic Farming Association. Huge shout out to him. And he, he pretty much said, hey, I'm talking with uh, Fox 25 News. They're doing a story on CBD and they want to talk to some hemp farmers. Are you guys interested? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, we are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we hung up and within a minute. We were talking to the lead reporter at Fox 25 news. He said, uh, what's your address? Uh, what's your address? We'll be right there. We're, we're 40 minutes away and they got there in like 35. We
1: weren't even there when they first got there. We were at a meeting cause we're expanding our farm and we were going to sign paperwork, which we'll get paperwork filled out, which we didn't even end up doing cause we got there and then immediately had to turn around and head back to the farm. And uh, you know, they asked if they could take video, which was really cool of them. And uh oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go go back there, and take have, some video. Have at it. And uh we so got here way. and you know they were it was uh Jim and Daniel. Dan, yeah, the the cameraman, yeah. Both great guys. It was an amazing experience. And uh should we just roll the clip after this?
0: Remedy that many swear by,
2: especially when it comes to their pets. But just as CBD oil has taken off, regulations have come
0: down.
3: And that's led to a ban on some of the most popular products. As Boston 25 News reporter Jim Morelli found, that's not only taken pet owners by surprise, but also the farmers in Massachusetts who grow the plant the oil comes from.
1: Those are going to be the flowers, and that's, that's what we take off and process into oil
3: adam souza and his business partner andrew wilkinson are two months away from harvesting their first planting of hemp
2: when you do your research you want to cover all the bases
3: what the pair uncovered in that research is what many hemp farmers in massachusetts only learned recently that hemp the source for cbd oil is looking like the cash crop that isn't
1: we had 750 acres of land that we there was approved for hemp and half of the farmers didn't even put plants on the ground
3: in part that's because the state recently banned the sale of the most profitable CBD products including any food product containing it and any consumable CBD products making therapeutic or medicinal claims that would seem to include some forms of CBD oil a popular remedy for pet owners anything from you know trouble urinating to seizures to um, anxiety but Dr. Virginia Sennett Stutzman, a vet at Boston's Angel Animal Medical Center, says there's no clinical proof CBD oil does much of anything for animals. Unfortunately, the placebo effect with CBD oil is incredibly strong. So if you believe in it and you give it to your dog, you're going to see an improvement. Of course, you might not be seeing CBD oil at all if your pet store carries one fit for human consumption. But Adam and Andrew say there are other markets for it.
2: Cartridges. Uh, lotion salves, bath bombs, for farmers who are just relying on the edible, it's a huge hurt. It's a cripple. They're done. They can't do anything. In Taunton, Jim Morelli,
0: Boston 25 News. <laughs> so welcome
1: back. Hopefully yeah. you enjoyed, uh, you know, that news clip. There's, you know, it's, it's hard uh, going on the news because, you know, Andrew and I uh, probably talked to the reporter for about 10 minutes each. And as you saw or heard, there was only about five to 10 seconds of our our clip views. But if you're watching, if you're listening to the audio, make sure you go watch the video because this is what the huge part of it is. If you look throughout probably 80% of the video, you'll see a bunch of beautiful hemp plants. You'll see a hemp field. That's our hemp field. High five. High five. We have, uh, you know, our hemp field, our hemp plants. Our pot plants, as some people might call them, because it's it's pot. We're yeah. just calling it it's out cannabis. There. It's it's just you know a different variety. And uh, this is probably the first time that some people have seen mm-hmm. cannabis like that on, on the mainstream main... news. Yep. in my mother's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> it's seriously still so crazy. It's so
0: crazy. Like it was literally noon. Marty called me at twelve oh three, and they were here at twelve forty. Yeah, it was nuts. And then uh, they came, they shot, they asked questions, they were super nice, and we, Adam and I felt articulate, I mean, we felt natural, I mean, because we do this all the time, we're talking to a camera anyway. Yeah, think about the bar It was raining, uh, sprinkling towards the end, it kind of settled down. It was literally the um, only time it rained throughout the whole day was while we were in the field
1: interviewing. <laughs> right. It made, <laughs> as you could tell. Yeah, it's... You're 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 about to listen to uh some some uh, the, the, the full footage of Andy and I's interview. I don't know if we got all the way do we get both of each other's full interview? I don't know. I think so. I think so too. So yeah, you're gonna listen to yeah. to that. And uh that's and there's a lot of good information in there about hemp and cbd as a whole. Like we gave so much value in our interviews and
0: uh you know so it's hard to portray through through the news that. So watching with live, a weird thing happened as we were watching, uh, it was kind of like stadium seating. I was behind this this uh two-person couch, and there was Jeff to the left and Adam to the right. Jeff had the laptop and he was we were streaming the the news story live, and it was so strange because it, it was so nerve-wracking. Yeah, we weren't nervous getting to talk ready, in front of the camera at all. Getting ready for the story, but getting ready for the interview and in front of uh Daniel and and uh Jim? No No, nah, no. Nothing man. whatsoever.
1: I think we didn't realize how big it really was either till like right before it came on.
0: Yeah, like oh my this is actually the news. This oh, is a the reporter. Oh, There's two people standing oh, there and they're talking like these people talking. Oh, I'm you, sure. Like you know that that style yeah. of talking, like they're doing that and we're coming up. Next yeah, we're not. Oh, strength. oh, God! Oh, what did I say? Did I say something? Oh,
1: God! Yeah. <laughs> I started being like, I I started feeling like is. I was going back on stage. Like that's how it
0: felt. Like nerves and butterflies. Like oh. And I wasn't expecting to see a woman in the middle of the story. I know. What do you, What do you think? Do you think they captured what she was trying to say? Do you think they, they took a little piece of what she said and made it seem like real crazy. So here's the thing you and I probably made about two statements each on on that
1: news clip both statements from both of us were capturing what we wanted to say essentially there's some little minute details taken out but for the most part I feel like they did a good job representing our point obviously with the twist being what they want to what they want their agenda to be for the whole thing I really feel like she might the doctor, Dr. Virginia might not know anything or much about CBD for her to say that basically, you know, a pet owner, if you believe that it's going to work for your pet, you're going to think your pets getting better. Like, uh, I don't. Know. I think she misspoke. Maybe, maybe not, maybe. maybe I don't know her, And I don't I would, know her knowledge. You know, I would, I would love to have her come sit down with the, the cannabis, uh, you know, community C3RN who we work with, uh, Cannabis Community Care Research Network, they were the people who told me about the crisis that uh, veterinarian offices and pets are facing, which is, you know, as everybody knows, there's a huge epidemic with opiates right now. So what do they do in response to that? They cut back on opiates for human beings. Well, human beings aren't the only things that use opiates for pain management, so do animals. Now they cut them back like hardcore to the point where there's almost no pain management options for pets and animals that go into the vet. And, you know, I think veterinary offices really need to come join us and learn a little bit about what CBD can do for pets, because there are vets out there using it. I'm not going to name who they are, but I've definitely had conversations with them. Uh, And I personally have had somebody use our salve on a horse now according to the person who rides the horse every single day takes care of it boards it she said that it was like a new horse was really old he has like an arthritic hip She rub the salve on it and boom like within a, a week or so the, the horse is doing better you know wow. so, even, so even if it helps the pain just a little bit for the animals like we, we need to look into more options because right now opiates are not available for animals. And, you know, Dr. Virginia, we would love to help you maybe learn more about what cannabinoids can do for animals. And I know that it's not FDA approved or anything right now, but you know, we really are hopeful that it's going to be because there's already U um, S patents out saying that CBD has anti-inflammatory properties. That's from the US government. They have
0: a patent on cannabidiol, CBD, that says that it has anti-inflammatory properties. What really sold me was the story of CBD, right? So the guy who bred for it, I can't remember his name. We'll put it here after we fact check. Um, He bred, he was breeding cannabis. And what happened was he found a plant that really worked for him. He had back pain. And so he entered it into a competition, a tournament. And after adding it into the tournament, they did tests on it. And mm-hmm. what they found was, wow, look at this. This CBD is really elevated. So he didn't know numbers. He didn't have any labs. He just picked a strain that felt good for him. It made his back feel better. And then look at it now. It's... Basically it tells the story like of itself. Hey,
1: it's like a... So a CBD, like a recessive genetic thing,
0: like a high CBD strain, is that a recessive genetic trait? Yeah, it's, it's one allele out of a billion, yeah. right? It's like eye color or oh, right. I could it's never have talked like that. If I, this street. I just did not do good in science in school. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is like when I, when I was taking genetics, I didn't love it. I mean, yeah. I was just taking, it was more interesting than math True. for me, but I didn't love it, but. What it did do for me was it gave me enough so that I understand genetics, so that when I look into something that I do enjoy, like cannabis breeding and hemp breeding, I understand. I get it. I know what an allele is. And and just kind of I've never ever heard that word until this this second. (laughs) (laughs) But I like it. Allele, allele. Oh man! And Um, that's not even that's not even what just happened this week. That was a horrible sentence. But something else happened, um, I think maybe last week or the week before, um, we get a message from an old friend of mine, and he said, hey guys, uh, I heard that you were looking for investors, I might be able to help. Our ears perked up, yeah. and essentially he has two businesses, one of which is doing really well, and because of how well that's doing, he can't really put in the time necessary to build the other business. So he said, you guys want 90% of profits that yeah, to help build up urban acres? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so we're get we have our first event coming up on this Saturday. I believe it's going to be the 17th yep. and we're going to help people rock climb. Hell oh, Yeah. Come on die. $5 a climb. super affordable.
1: Super fun. We might make some kind of challenge, like reach the top, get X amount of percent off of our, our website because that's launching soon too. And uh, very
0: soon, very, very soon. I am so, every day, I think about this every single day, how so many people that we know want us to succeed. Yeah. And I've lived almost my whole life just thinking, no, everybody just wants me to fail. That's not true. And there's so many people around us. There's a, there's a good solid 10 to 12 people exactly. that help us that so help much. us and we are so grateful I mean I don't even know how to say it yeah how do we thank these people Someday we'll be able to thank them properly
1: yeah <laughs> <In> some <laughs> we'll, way or we can other. pay off your house and you know do something special yeah. for you you know we're, we're really as much as it'll be nice to be financially secure and comfortable. Both of us are, are just looking forward to giving back to the people that gave so much to us, like Andy's mom, who, who's letting us use her land to grow. You know, we want to give her all new siding, whatever she needs for the house, and maybe eventually make enough money to pay off the house for her. like and that's just the star. There's literally so many people. So many people that have helped us. So We love you. We love you so much. And uh, we hope that you enjoy our full interviews after this. Make sure to check them out. There's tons and tons and tons of value. Don't stop listening now. And uh, make sure you subscribe for the upcoming podcast because, uh, well, actually, we're not going to be talking before our our first event. We have our first uh, convention. We're doing Canicon August 23rd and 24th at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield. I will be speaking on a hemp panel. I'm trying to get Andy on a hemp panel as well. I haven't heard back yet. And we'll be vending their pre-selling of seeds and our rock CBD seeds. products. The best seeds. So if you're a hemp farmer and you need seeds, come see us. If you need amazing top shelf CBD products, also come see
0: us. Or if you just want to say hi and take a picture and give us a hug, we'll give you a hug. We love you guys. Shoot, shoot us a message, if you're, if you're a breeder too, if you happen to be watching this and you're into hemp genetics and genetics, let hit us up, let's chop it up. I can't wait to work with all of you. Oh yeah. Enjoy these clips. We're actually uh, about to head to another meeting. Peace. Nice. I was like, oh no, where'd they go? <laughs> They're
1: go- um, we're already working on our expansion for next year based off of our practices with this tenth of an acre. We wanted to start here because it's easy scale up, it's an even number, you know, like if, if we want to go to an acre, we can do ten times as much as we can And that's exactly what we're doing and, and putting that theory to the test now by expanding next year. Here in Massachusetts, we don't really have, like, the land to, to grow industrial or fiber. We just we, we can't compete with 30,000 acres in, in Kansas and that's a small farm out there so we have to focus on the artisanal side and make sure that we have the highest quality plants to get the highest quality flour at the end and make the, the highest quality oil. Your input is your output so as long as we keep our plants at top tier notch like uh, we're basically growing similar to um, how people in Humboldt County, California do, where they have giant, massive 10-15-foot plants, and we're kind of mimicking that out here with genetics that are made for New England.
3: So, so the deal is that you can't sell anything here to you. So you knew that going in, but a lot of your compatriots in this industry did not know that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what's happening.
1: So a lot of people feel like, like you were saying earlier, that they got the rug pulled out underneath them. They have whole edible lines of products they're making, like gummies and tinctures and stuff like that. And I have reached out to a few people and have kind of been like, hey, I don't think that's going to be a lot of no, I do expect it to be something that gets changed eventually, especially with uh, the bill HD-4001 that got put through by uh, Josh so, we're, we're trying to fix a lot of those, those issues. Um, I think companies should still make their edible lines. Maybe you can't sell them right now, obviously, but I do expect that they're going to be able to be sold sometime in the near future. So, it's definitely not something to give up on. And it's, it's something, especially on the consumer side, like edibles, if you have a gummy, and you like gummy bears, it's just an easy way to kind of get you into CBD and you can check out the benefits for yourself with a product that you already enjoy, you know. With with other stuff, not not everybody uses like a lotion on their skin every day for a So it's hard to introduce like the pain salves and stuff like that. Not everybody wants to bathe a cartridge. Not everybody wants to roll up a joint or and smoke it. Some people want to have those edibles. So one when their kids are around they can medicate or whatever they want to call it and uh around their kids and they don't even notice now obviously like with those you have to have a proper of packaging to be kind of away from kids but even then CBD products you know I, I fully believe it can help a lot of children and uh it's, it's been you know proven to kill that with with, with strains like maize canatonic which unfortunately isn't a hemp strain it's a little too high on the phc side but it, you know, helped, uh, forget her last name, but the young lady, May, it, it helped her, you know, get rid of her seizures and everything. So, so the, the, um, bottom
3: line though is that the edibles is where, is the product of the
1: money, more yeah. money can be right? Absolutely, yeah, because you're basically able to, uh, divvy it out into smaller, uh, doses, basically, and products so you can introduce people at, at different uh, strengths, with however they want to do it. And, and typically, like the edible products don't cost as much to make as, as, as the lotions and salves because you have to get, you know, 20 different, 15 different ingredients to make a arcane salve. And compared to if we made a CBD tincture, we would just have to get one ingredient besides the CBD oil. So it makes it a lot easier. Here for um, the whole manufacturing market and for farmers, and it's, you know, for the people that are, aren't, haven't been making salves and lotions and stuff, it's, it could be really difficult for them to find something else to get into besides edibles.
3: So are, are a lot of your
1: fellow farmers out there who have grown this thing? Very, very. Yeah, you know, uh, I think that bill was one of the things that kind of pushed a couple farmers away. We had 750 acres of land that, we, that was approved for hemp, and half of the farmers didn't put plants in the ground. You know, part of that is due to a seed problem that we have here. Uh, there's, there's no like, great source for seeds, that we're trying to fix that problem. But I think the other part is just the fear factor of it. Some people don't want to be the early adopters of this program because, you know, maybe they fear that their kids are going to get taken away or. They're not sure exactly what the legal ramifications of it are, even though right now it's it's not really illegal. There's a three-step process to pulling the product off the shelves, so it's it, it's it's definitely a, a gray area right now, and I, I I expect it to be figured out very quickly because this this is going to help uh, farmers, struggling farmers out there. You know, they're, they're getting two thousand dollars an acre for corn when they can make two hundred thousand an acre plus on hemp. And it's easy to grow and everything as well and it actually helps their soil. Um, and it's also gonna help uh, all the all the manufacturers and everything as well.
3: Uh, so at the at the present time in cell at a, yep. in the fishing is easier to sell so when harvest time comes October. November. October November. So this October-November if nothing's fixed, I know you'll be okay because you're gonna be making but the other guys who were planning on making edibles,
1: what are they going to do? They're, uh, hopefully we're able to work with some of them to help them figure out a solution. I, I really think that they should pivot in another direction for now and keep that kind of on the back burner that, that skill and the knowledge of the edibles and whatever products you're making. Keep that kind of. On the back burner to get ready to launch when everything kind of gets fixed. But I really do expect it to get get fixed in some sense where you know we're able to sell edibles, but they have to meet some kind of strict standard, which we, we want, we're all for. We want any products that are coming into Massachusetts to be tested with Massachusetts standards because we have some of the highest standards for any cannabis products in the whole entire country. Our pesticides, heavy metals, and you know, the full available cannabinoid testing to make sure your products are actually what you say they are and you know I've gotten some kickback from companies that are like that'd be really difficult whoa blah, blah blah I'm like no it's not you send a big shipment you also send little samples to be tested boom done doesn't cost you any money maybe it costs the, uh, the person that's buying your product a little money to test it but in the long term we're, that ensures that all of our consumers are safe and make sure that we're safe too. not selling a product that's gonna make people sick
3: Thank you very much.
2: But they're not, right?
3: They're,
2: yeah, so right different. now... So, as soon as you get started, yeah, say, yeah.
3: Okay, uh, say your full name.
2: Yeah, so my name is Andrew Wilkinson. Okay,
3: and W-I-L-K-I-N-S-O-N?
2: That's right, Okay. Yeah. Right.
3: You good? Yeah, So there's a difference between what looks like a pot plant and right. this, right?
2: Yeah, essentially what this is, is this is hemp. And basically what this is, is this is cannabis. We're just calling it hemp because of a certain level of CBD and THC within the plant. So really, um, anything below 0.3% THC is technically called hemp, and that's what we're looking at here. The leaves look the same, the flowers look the same, the smells, they're the same. Everything's about the same. The only difference is that chemotype, is that the chemical analysis of that flower.
3: So, in other words, you're not going to smoke this and feel the effects you smoke. You wouldn't
2: high. feel high, no. Uh, some people, now, everybody, it, CBD affects everybody differently, but some people feel relaxed when they smoke CBD. Some people, it relieves anxiety for people. Um, some people say that, I didn't even know I had anxiety until I smoked CBD. Uh, and essentially that, you're not gonna get high, you're not gonna get this overwhelming euphoric effect. It's very common.
3: But, as we were just discussing, not much land in Massachusetts and so the, the
2: in order for this to succeed the CBD oil is a very important component. exactly so there's a couple of different varieties of hemp um, hemp a lot of times uh, for the manufacturing of paper and ropes and even hempcrete um, those are going to be large land masses where you can get tractors in and out Massachusetts like you mentioned doesn't have that space so the only way that hemp farmers in Massachusetts, New England, are gonna be able to compete on this um, national scale is with the craft um, flour.
3: Okay, and the craft flour will yield the oil.
2: That's exactly right, okay. yep.
3: And the money, as uh, Adam was saying, is in mainly in edibles, that's where you're gonna make some money. Yes,
2: in. it is a big percentage, is in the, is in the edible market. But it's also this uh, cartridges, uh, lotion, salves, bath bombs, uh, sublinguals. I believe I'm not 100% on that, but sublinguals I believe are okay.
3: I don't know about that.
2: I I, I have to double check. I'm not 100%.
3: But the bottom line is, right now you can't sell the. No one is going to be able to make these right this moment. Harvested today, you could not make edibles or oils that could be consumed or they had medical claims. So, how big of a hurt is that?
2: Um, for, for farmers who are just relying on the edible, it's a huge hurt. It's a cripple. They're done. They can't do anything. So, the only way that those farmers would stay, to be able to stay afloat is to adapt.
3: How is it that you guys knew going in? Were you just more careful?
2: We did our research. Um, I, I had a, a vegetable farm last year and, uh, and I'm really trying to bank on this. I, I work as a medical laboratory scientist and uh, I'm just not 100% into that. I really wanna be on my own my own dime. So I really did my research and um, found that uh, when you do your research, you wanna cover all the bases. So in doing the research, we went on the MDAR website and we read all the fine print and it was right there. Um, so we, we kinda had a hunch.
3: And um when you say it was right there, what did it say?
2: It was in the question and answer, and it pretty much said that, I, I can't remember exactly, but it was along the lines of, it is not okay for edibles.
1: Yeah, I so said the FDA has not approved them.
2: And when you saw that, you said that there's still a market Of course, yeah. The market for oil, um, and all the other things like... Seeds? Seeds, yeah. And another thing, too, is uh, seeds. So last year when we got our license, um, it was very hard for us to find seeds that were um, certified by MDAR. And we recently found out that MDAR has licensed a little over a hundred growers in Massachusetts to cultivate hemp. Um, Half of those people weren't able to grow because they couldn't find seeds. So the uh, opportunity light went off in my head we said, you know what? Let's let's start growing seeds because seeds are an amazing um, source for for the farmer to make some money. Get upwards of one to ten dollars a seed, depend on, depending on quantity.
3: Uh, so, just in looking at the whole possible future edible market, yeah, obviously you believe in and and pets. You know, there's a big market out there for. Um, there are many.
2: Market today, and in, in regards to, oper- to entrepreneurial opportunity, we're at like a zero. This is a wide open open arena for everyone to to take a piece. You know, CBD. I, I look at it as um, 1985, and this is the computer, right? So it has got CBD has a long tail. And there's a lot of opportunity for a lot of people to make a lot of money in good. approve edibles. Edibles is a big space.